Okay. From what I gathered, like, you know, I'm a newbie with this, so please pardon me. I don't really know how this shit be going down. But um, from what I gathered, I, I, I was already off since. I've been talking for a long time, but I had probably two hours, <laughs> two hours on the lamb. When I say on the lamb, I mean silent, yeah. So um, that didn't add up. I guess I'll be tagging this one, um, North Carolina in North Carolina. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, like what I was saying, after he told me about, this just a repeat because I already voiced this before, but it didn't get recorded, so please bear with me. Anyways, when he brings me to his gym, like I said before and I'm saying again, I get to the gym, I see everybody the first day, but no, I think um, I, I went to the house, kept my stuff. You know, he treats me to his family. Uh, he takes me to his kids' day school. We go pick up his kids together. His wife comes back later. He introduces me to his wife. Nice, decent woman. Very respectful. You know, humble, quiet, beautiful, if I may add that. Yes, you know, I'm not going fun about that. Anybody who sees her would know. Um... She treated me right, you know, very decent lady, you know. I, I, I like the family and shit, you know, so, yeah, he, he exposes me to his life. Um, the house shows me, gives me a room in the house, takes me down to the gym. I go to the gym. First day in the gym, sparring. <laughs> you know, there's um, this guy, Cody, I think he's a welterweight, fast. I mean, da 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 down, bam, 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 bam. Um, I can't really remember how the first sparring went, but you know, I I was more about defense. You know, I I mean, I'm in new territory here. First time I'm sparring in a different country, so I'm I'm looking at everybody. I'm still a little bit nervous. So you know, before that time in the car, he had already told me that there was um, a very good fighter of his, a black kid. He was like, that's his, you know, that's like the star now, you know, because of the shoulder road defense and that he wanted me to put so much hands on the dude because the guy was very arrogant, you know. So whenever we ever got to spar, he wants me to beat the guy up well. But for now, though, he just wants me to take me to the gym and, you know. So he, he, he like, this was like an audition. Let him put me with, the, you know, the other ones. The ones who are not too seasoned. So he puts me up with this welterweight, Cody. Fast, fast dude. You know, da, 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 da. we fight, fight, fight. But still, I could see they didn't have defense. They didn't have defense. So after, I think it was after that sparring or before, he takes me to three fights. No, he takes me to one. No, he takes me to one fight. I see the dude he's talking about. The guys get knocked out. He gets knocked out <laughs> in the fight. Um, the second fight, again, the same thing. The second fight, he was in that fight. Another dude, some Mexican, I can't remember his name. He was a good, good friend of mine. He got knocked out. Good, you know, heart, everything got knocked out. So, you know, I go to your fight. I see all your fighters getting knocked out. I start to see your flaws. You have flaws with the jab. I think he has corrected it because this morning I checked his um, Facebook page. I was trying to get his pictures so I could put on. So nobody thinks I'm talking shit. So I could put it on my own profile page. And I, I, saw, some div I saw a difference in where 
the shoulder was merging with the chin. So I think he, he's gotten the he's gotten the nick of that now. He now knows. You know what I mean? Because before he had a technique where he threw a jab and the jab was going west. You know what I mean? West from from from, from your cheek. So you are open to a right hand every time. I mean, it, it, it worked like a charm. I mean, he told, he told me some coach who taught him some da-da-da-da-da, how when you do it, it smacks you straight to the cheek. Or I don't even know what, what mojo was behind that shit. But <laughs> that's what he told me. I said, okay. But I still maintain my technique. I told him I wasn't going to. You know, what, what I have is fundamentally sound. I don't want to do what he's doing because I've seen everybody getting knocked out. But, you know, I didn't tell him in that, you know, in subtle ways, though. He didn't like it, but that was later. Uh, before that time, like I'd already said before, it didn't, it didn't get recorded in the podcast. I'd already talked about all of this. So this is more like a rewind podcast. Um, he starts having problems with his wife. I think he had already had those problems before. Probably drinking and cheating problems. I don't know what the story, but I'm not going badmouth shit on what I don't know. But the fact is, he started having problems. He never told me. Of course, before we had already gone there, the agreement was I would get 10 fights as amateur. And when I get 10 fights as amateur, I would go professional with him. But if I get to the gym after two weeks... If they run it by me and what they slang in front of me is not banging, I could go back to Atlanta. This was, what, this was the deal. But, you know, of course, with the kind of fire that was already back in Atlanta, <laughs> I didn't want to. I was tired, you know what I mean? I didn't feel I was going nowhere. Mind you, where I stayed in Atlanta, in Illinwood, the transportation system was, was nowhere near good at all. Probably Decatur had a better one, but where I was staying was that back of the back of the woods, Illinwood. So, you know, <laughs> it wasn't banging. My sis wouldn't allow me work. You know what I'm saying? Because she didn't want deportation problems and she didn't want me out. And she wanted me to do something else too. So it looked like I was a fish out of water in Atlanta. She, do, she wanted a different, whole new different life for me there. But I think she was doing it because she knew that some people had already had some racket with my name on it and they were waiting for me to show up somewhere that basically she knew I was already sold out and she didn't want to tell me so she was protecting me without telling me what kind of shit I was already in but she you know she wasn't really direct so you know and with me it's going to take a whole lot to scare me I want to test first before I find out if it's really worth the scare or not I didn't want to go by word of mouth, you know, but she didn't want to put it in all good terms about what was going on. But it was obvious that she knew I had a microphone in my mouth. She knew somebody was waiting somewhere for me as a human cargo to come and land in the port, if I may, in ship terms. <laughs> so anyways, um, Chris Hotel show up. I go to his place from there. All in my mindset, from the drive from Atlanta back to North Carolina, my mindset is all about, man, this is the life I've been looking for. This is it. This, this is the dream. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm imagining a whole lot of a lot in my head right now. 
you know, I'm not even thinking about coming. I'm not even thinking about if I'm, even if it's a bullshit coach. I'm just thinking about, man, this is what I'm looking for. I was naive. Come on, man. So anyways, he drives me to, you know, he tells me about what I will see and what I won't see. I say, okay, no problem. We get to the gym. That happens. Um, little by little, he drives me from his house, which I was staying, you know, get in, wake up in the morning, clean up the place, you know, go to, I mean, that's as much as I can say thank you for someone who's just keeping me without paying rent. Now I'm talking about, so I felt everything was okay. At least he told me everything was okay. Later, he says he's going to take me to the gym. I have to start living in the gym. I think it's because of the problems he starts having with his wife and probably upkeep, which he didn't tell me. And I'd already told him before he said he was going to hold me down and shit. I said, okay. By then, my people from Atlanta start calling me, asking me what was going on. You know, sometimes I call, I let them know. But, um... Things are still going well. They're not telling me that they're talking. They're talking to Chris Sotel more than they're talking to me. So anyways, we leave it at that. Um, at that point in time, I get to the gym. I start living there permanently. You know, no going back. We're not, you know, it's straight training, 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 and more training. That's all we're doing right now. Training. At night, I clean up the gym. That probably was supposed to be like my rent. Clean up the gym, clean the toilets, clean everywhere. So, you know, maintain the gym, stay inside, train, 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 clean it up. So basically, that's how I was living. But then I start to tell him that, um, you know, I call Chris Sotel. I, you know, I'll go on social media and write him messages. Um, Yo, Chris, um, you think you could help me, you know, with cooking stuff that was our first major beef he wouldn't say anything then later i start hearing it from people in black eye that he telling them why do i keep asking for everything <laughs> i'm like are you are you are you are you you know I, I mean i wasn't disrespectful but i'm thinking to myself like is this guy dumb you took me from my peoples this is my first time in the state i don't have a social security you gave them promises. You filled my head with promises. You told me you're going to take me in. You're going to train me. We're going to go professional together. Da, 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 da. What are you talking about now? I just asked you for shit for cooking because I used to cook my food, mind you. I never bought food when I was in North Carolina. I used to cook my food. I go buy shit from Walmart or they'll buy it and bring it. Then I cook it. I was eating basic, you know, organic shit like I am in Africa. Raw shit, you know, cook it. In the morning, put it in the fridge, go buy juice, buy vegetables and shit, put it in the fridge in the gym, you know. Stay all night, cook beans, cook, you know, just basic shit. So, <laughs> it was a funny life I was living, you know. Um, wake up 3.30 in the morning, say my prayer, 4 o'clock in the morning, I'm running. Come back in the gym again take a shower, later in the gym, go and train, run again, on, off, on, off, on, off, on, off. I start asking him for fight. Later, he tells me that uh, there's a fight that he's going to bring. We go to the fight. The fight never materializes. He tells me that um, his boxer didn't show up. 
<laughs> I said, what do you mean? He said, yeah, but the person who wanted to fight me dropped out. I don't understand what happened, but okay. I said, okay. So at that point in time, I'm, I'm like a conduit for boxing. I'm teaching every other person, but I'm not going anywhere. Every other person is having fights, not me. I start getting frustrated. So later, we you know, we're moving up in the sparring level. It's moving up, moving up, moving up. Then he starts putting me in with the older guys. Or the older guys start show because they didn't show up before. I didn't even know they were that much. Later, probably they wanted to figure me out first. Then he starts bringing every other person. Programs, I start beating people up. Sparring, I start beating people up. I said it before in the podcast, in, in the one that never did record. Everybody who got in the gym, including Chris Sotel, who got, who put on gloves with me, bled, except for a female. There was a female, you know, I, I didn't know how they, I, I, I didn't hit her. We sparred, but I didn't hit her. I was just turning her around. So, you know, I just played with her, but I didn't hit her. I, I didn't know how to hit a woman. So it, it was kind of hard, putting, even in the gym. So I didn't want to put hands. I just played with her, just played with her, played with her, turned, you know, was spinning her around, you know, Willie Pep style and shit. So, She's the only one who got in the ring in Black Eye Gym, Arden, North Carolina, who never bled. Look, Black Eye Gym, Arden, North Carolina, um, that's the name of the gym. I look today, if I'm, pardon me, I had this written on a piece of pieces of paper, some shit I researched. Black Eye Gym is 44 Business Park Circle, Arden, North Carolina. But I think they changed the location or Chris Hotel changed management and left the gym and went to work for some American top team, 315 or 375 Rockwood Road, Arden, North Carolina, I think if I'm correct. But I'm saying all of this, not on some snitching shit, but because, you know, these people put it down. These people really, they did me dirty, all of them. So it's good everybody hears what's going on. Um, when Chris Sotel did this shit, I don't know. I'd already left, but anyways, fast reversing. I won't say fast forwarding, fast reversing back to the past. While I was still in the gym in North Carolina, when he brought me with all his, you know, top class, as I'll call them, they all got beat. Look, by the third round, and this is a characteristic of most of my fights back in Nigeria too. By the third round, they start running. I always time it. Third round or fourth round, everybody starts running. Because you know the amateurs in Nigeria, it's normally four rounds. Fights don't go, it's normally four rounds, four rounds, four rounds. So I think they've changed it now though and adjusted the time. I can't really say how it works right now. Um, but anyways, by round three, they start running or round four. They start running. They start running. All his fighters, the same thing. If they didn't get marked, they bled or something, they start running. Round two or round three or round four, they start running. So anyways, I beat up. I beat, honestly, I beat everybody. I beat his fighters. I'll be honest about that. I don't care what the fuck they want to say. They've said all the shit they want to say. I ain't getting paid for lying. I beat all his fighters, including him. He got in the gym. He got in the gym. He has the tapes. He got in the ring with me. He got beat up. Everybody got beat up. Everybody bled, including him. Everybody bled. I'm talking, I, I, I drew blood from every fighter he put in the ring with me. They got the eardrums bust up. It's no joke. 
and I don't say this with some kind of arrogance, because I'm, I mean, these people did me wrong, so it's, it's good I put it down like it was here. But anyways, when all the sparring occurred and shit, um, I think it was only that guy, the guy, the one who I talked about, um, the one he told me he wanted me to beat up, who's always laying on the ropes and shoulder rolling. I beat this guy up so much, he started to run. That was only how he was able to get out of that sparring. But the fact is that um, the guy was his saving grace because it looked kind of corny that he brings an, an outsider comes, beat everybody up, including the coach, plus his so-called best fighter. So the guy kind of saved him because the, I wouldn't say the guy beat me or I would just say I had a tough time getting through to the guy. I think he was, yeah, I think, no, you know, to be honest, I think he was the second person who did not bleed, actually, because he was using the shoulder rope, and he laid on the ropes. He's a tall guy, so, you know, his reach, height, was able to save him from getting cut from, because everybody, I cut everybody in his gym, everybody, except this tall guy, this tall dude, and um, some um, chick, like I said, some chick I sparred, who I didn't, I didn't want to hit. But anyways, um... Yeah, that's the guy who actually called me a slave in the gym. He's one of the reasons I left Black Eye Gym. He called me a slave. You know, and I I couldn't understand it because that's the second black that was the third black dude in that gym. And I didn't get it. Why would a black person be calling me a slave? But now coming to think of it, I think Teddy Atlas had already made arrangements on my head, put money on my head. So I was being ransomed <laughs> basically i don't know i was held to ransom without having arrived at my destination point teddy atlas chris um donald trump all of them but anyways with the way the story was i was still with chris hotel at that moment after that sparring i got pissed because in between the sparring chris hotel changed some strategies told me to do shit because when I was at home with him and I mentioned some things that he was doing, I didn't like, you know, in his fundamentals. I was getting a whole lot of his boxes tagged, especially his shitty ass jab. He corrected some things for me and I was very, very obedient. Mind me, don't think maybe the way I'm sounding, I'm some barbarian or some Genghis Khan who got to the gym and started to act all tough and, you know, gangster. No, very humble. I was very, very quiet. You know, so <laughs> Chris Hotel started getting angry because I was getting angry because I, I, I could not imagine somebody like that dude giving me a tough time in the ring. But it happened because I followed Chris Hotel's advice and I changed some of what I used to do and fought the other guy's fight and got tagged. You know, but, you know, he ran. So it was, I didn't really take the sparring too serious. But after that fight, he didn't, whenever they put us in sparring, he used to walk out of the gym. Whenever they say sparring, he says he's finished his workout, then he goes out of the, <laughs> he was running away from me. So anyways, um, and that's on anything. I kid you, I'm not trying to sound pompous. That's on, <laughs> that's on anything. But anyways, um, his fighters start, to, after all the sparring, after I've sparred everybody in the gym, I mean, like I said before on the podcast, he put a fighter, there was this dude I beat up who had to go and call his chick. 
the next day. And it was pointing, you know, he was in secret, pointing to her that, you know, that's the dude, that's the dude. So later I got to find out that he couldn't sleep at night. He was telling his chick that I put hands on him so bad. You know, he, he couldn't sleep. So he had to bring her to the gym to come and show me <laughs> who I was. But anyways, oh man, this is, this is some funny ass shit went down in that gym. Everybody started, to, because of what was going on technique-wise, everybody started to become enemies with me. Chris Sortel, though, you know, started to, you know, badmouth me behind my back. Some chicks started to come around, like, you know, they're trying to save me. But I was locked on. I was like a horse in black with blinders. I didn't pay attention. You know, if I'm locked on to something, I'm locked on to something. Body, spirit, and soul. Chicks offering me ass. I... I wasn't interested. You know what I mean? Um, I said it before. I had this... That's what put me through in the streets. I had this Tony Montana, Scarface. When I say Tony Montana, Scarface ideology, you know? Hustle, get the money, and then get the women. That's how I was. Get the money, and then when you get the money, you can get a woman. But when I say get the women, I mean get a woman, get a wife, a friend, a confidant. Now I'm talking about mother of your kids. That's, that was me. That's what I was looking for. You know what I mean? Um, that's what I was looking for. Freak in the sheet, lady in the streets. You know what I mean? But still faithful, loyal, all that good stuff we men look for in a wife. So I didn't pay attention to anybody. And I did not, mind you, I didn't come like a whole lot of people. I was hearing about people who were getting married for papers. I thought that was crazy. <laughs> Call me naive, but I thought it was crazy. I felt... Why would you get married for papers when you are going to live all your life with that person? You know, I, I just felt it was mad. You know, my own was get fights and then get a new visa. Change your visa and then look for a woman. So you don't look for a woman out of desperation. I didn't want to slang that kind of bullshit with my, with my life in my marriage. Especially with what I saw in my own family. You know what I mean? So I wanted somebody I would love, treat like, you know, not just like my daughter. Love my, my, love my wife like my daughter, actually. <laughs> As if I'm loving my own kid. Shit gets how shit gets. Shit keeps going how shit, shit keeps going. Um... I start hearing complaints. I start hearing people mountain shit. Oh, Chris Sotel is complaining that um, you're asking him for shit. I never asked. The dude never gave me no money. But he kept complaining that I keep asking him for like shit that maybe I say, yo, can you get me some spoons? Which I only asked once. You know, just little, little stupid shit. Can you get me spoons, knife, a crock pot, you know, things I could use to cook in the gym? You said you were going to do that. That's what you promised before, you know, from bringing me from Atlanta. Why are you lying now? I mean, so she, stupid little shit like that, he starts bad mountain. And mind you, I'm a dude who came from the streets, paying, um, I mean, I'm not being pompous, but paying some people's rent, paying people's tuition. Why the fuck will I be talking to somebody about spoon and furk and knives and crock pot? It sounded crazy, but, you know, I stayed on my humble. I say no problem. I told him to his face. I heard what you said about me. I mean, you know, me, I ain't no slimy dude. I'll tell you, you know, it is what it is. I'll tell you to your face. I told him, if this is how it's going to go, I think um, I need to leave you as it is. Um, 
this shit is getting bad because it looks like, from what I'm gathering, though I didn't tell him about his wife's issue, but I already understood, from what I was gathering, he was telling his... There's a dude, a Chad, Chad something, something. He was in charge of the, I think, jiu-jitsu section or something in the club. He's his best friend. Um, I think he was a preacher or something. But the guy took me to dinner one day and then told me that, you know, I needed to put some grit. <laughs> they needed to see more grit in me. Actually, what they wanted to see was an ignorant black man. Pardon me for that. An ignorant black, you know, somebody who's violent, who talks shit, you know, gangster. That's what he wanted to see, gang, because he had heard of what I used to be in the street. How I used to throw people around, you know, fights and shit I went into when I was in some, you know, crazy violent shit. He'd heard all that. So he did not, he wanted me to show that, exhibit that in the gym. He felt I was too nice, too Christian, too decent, too, you know, for a black dude. <laughs> so, but I, he never told me to my face. Chad had to take me to dinner to tell me this, you know, and, you know, uh, I didn't know what, what it was. I just felt, man, I'm who I am. I don't need to be stupid to get respect. That's what I always believed. You know, if you disrespect me, then I'll take it from you by force. That's just the way I thought. You know, so, but I didn't know that's what they were saying. They felt I was too decent, too nice, too da-da-da-da-da. You know, just some dumb shit. But they didn't really know the side of me that I was trying to hide. My anger, because my father had anger issues. My sister sometimes can get like, <laughs> as a matter of fact, everybody, except maybe my, my, just my immediate elder brother, my whole family, we have, when we get angry, we get buck wild, we get ape shit, mad, orangutanic, crazy. You know what I'm talking about? Like, shit that you get crazy, when you are done, then you now start apologizing to yourself. <laughs> that kind of crazy homicidal crazy we get homicidal crazy in my household you know what i mean so i just wanted to be a new leaf do the opposite of everything i saw all the traits i saw in my family i wanted to do the opposite you know the womanizing the violence the you know all of that shit but who am i i could not tell somebody who just knew me a few weeks I couldn't start giving him a rundown of my family. I didn't want him to know too much. But they didn't understand that I was hiding the kind of beast I had inside of me. And God was helping me stay on the straight, straight and narrow. Or how do they say it? Pardon me, I have a hiccup here. But anyways, um, they started bad mountain talking shit behind my back. Start talking about, I'm a, bro I'm a broken man. That uh, it's easy to raise strong kids than broken men. Or some shit like that. They wrote it on the board in, in the gym. They were sending a message to me. I never understood what was happening. But it was all jealousy. Somebody, you brought a student. He starts wiping out your, white, your fighters. Everybody's taking a liking to him. Including your own kids, your wife, your gym owners. Your technique starts looking shitty. So I become, I become your enemy. So anyways, with all that shit, um, 
I start calling my my relatives call me. I tell them what's going on. My aunt, she start like getting angry. You know, like why are you talking like that, man? Why are you talking like that? These people, like you know, how can you just be wanting to leave somebody and you are telling him to his face? Come on, be smart. I said, man, I'm straightforward. I don't want to lie. I'm straightforward. I want to leave the guy. I do not want to stay with this guy. I want to leave this guy. But I didn't know Chris Sotel was KKK. You know what I mean? And we're talking white supremacy. You know what I mean? But, you know, I just came to the United States. I didn't really know about racial lines and a whole lot of shit that now I do know. Um, because they had the whole place mapped out. After talking to Chris Sotel for a job, he didn't give me a job. Um, after dissing me in the gym, I had to go look for a job. Nobody agreed to give me. Some gave me promises. When I came back, they blew, blew it out of the water. That's how I knew that Chris Hotel was talking to people behind me to stop me from being employed by anybody. So, anyways, I met a coach, Ray Garcia. Ray Garcia. He was, um, you know, some Latino dude who worked for... He said he was an ex-NYPD guy. He's, he was an ex-army guy too. And he was being transferred there. But I think all that shit was a lie. I think it, um, that was Donald Trump, Teddy Atlas, try, trying to route me back to New York without me knowing. So as the, the, way, the way the thing was going, um, I just leave the gym. I go across the street. I go talk to some people I see. There. I didn't know them from anywhere. I just tell them what was going on and how I needed to leave that gym. And I'm looking for help. Some white chick called Tammy. She had a son about my age. Um, I can't remember the dude's name. He couldn't talk. He had a speech impediment. I think um, she, she used to use, so it affected him while he was in the womb. So he came out not talking and stuff. But anyways, um, I mean, he was a good dude, good friend and shit. Um, Tammy said I could come in. So while I was waiting for the ad- address from Ray Garcia to go meet them peoples in New York, he said he had peoples in New York and he had talked to them and that they could link me up and they could help me because every other person in the gym wanted, wanted me to have relationships with them. I mean, um, they felt that was the only way. And I didn't want to fall in love because I wanted papers. I wanted to be real, you know, have somebody I actually loved. Not some, you know, stupid shit. Um, old and young. Uh, I left the gym. I went across the other place, waiting for the address from Ray Garcia. Or oh, I think he had already sent it to me or something. I don't know how that sh- whole thing went. I stayed... In North Carolina, I'm in North Carolina. I stayed in the place opposite the gym in North Carolina. I didn't even mention. There was a church I was going to because I had I had to go to church. I wanted to, you know, tight. You know, all those Christian values that I, I got taught on coming to God after leaving the street. I go <laughs> I go to the church. They start talking shit. In the church, the preacher starts talking about how boxing, just stupid shit. 
about how, you know, like trying to unconvince me about boxing, maybe so I could start doing some other shit. And um, I didn't know that um, probably Chris Hotel was talking to him or something. I didn't know the story. I had too much on the back burner that nobody was telling me. Nobody was telling me. I have a hiccup, so pardon me how I'm just belching on this phone. Nobody was telling me what was going on in the background. I didn't know now I had Pat, Ru- Pat Russell um, working for Teddy Atlas, who, you know, he's got his stuff with the Irish mob or whatever. I don't know. I'm not going go, go to shit I don't have had evidence for. But anyways, I have the Irish mob and then I have KKK, Chris Sorter, in my shit. White America, to be precise, in my shit. <laughs> so I didn't know I was. I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm in a big bonfire at this moment, but I. I. I had no. No clue. I was just smiling. I was being a good Christian. <laughs> so, anyways, we stay where we stay. Um. Tommy takes me to a house. They hooked me up with some Mexican dude who was a contractor. He used to run cables for a Mexican company for a comp- telecom company, rather. So he employs me. He says he's going to give me a job. You know, they're going to pay me some certain amount of money and da 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 da. So okay. Um, while I was with Tammy, they had started to poison my system because whenever the Mexican dude carries me to work, we go work. I I come back. I start sleeping. Even while I'm on the call, before I start working, I'm sleeping, sleeping, sleeping. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Sleeping, sleeping, sleeping. What are these people feeding? I didn't understand. This shit never happened back home. Never happened back home. The highest, I mean, the least, the worst that would happen back home is I go and work, I come back, and then I sleep, normal, wake up, and then train. I wasn't even using supplement. So why am I sleeping here in the United States and I'm using supplements and I'm weak? Nobody knew what was happening. I didn't tell anybody because I just felt it was, a, you know, something I could just ignore. Tammy, we start getting, you know, we start having friction because Tammy is, use, Tammy is using. I ain't snitching. I just got to say that for what it was. Tammy is using. I don't know what blow she... I don't know what it is she, she doing, but she using. Um, she has a kid in the house. They have an apartment. She got her guys coming through. You know, they do their thing in the bedroom. They, they go, not my business. You know, you're my friend. You're helping me out. She starts getting itchy on keeping me. I start paying for a couch for the same amount that I could probably rent a room up. You know, <laughs> and I didn't know because I was naive. I'm just new in the United States. I didn't know what, what it was, what I was paying. Even while I'm paying, she starts having problems with me. She starts complaining. I put I put on the TV. You know, I'm watching. She starts shouting, just stupid, stupid little stupid shit. Go upstairs, start screaming, talking shit. So one night I go and meet her and like, what's the problem? And you know, you know, I the TV's too loud. You stupid shit. <laughs> I go talk to the neighbors. I need to change bases. Look at what is going on. They say no problem. Come around. 
But look, it's not about you. The problem is, it's Tammy. Tammy is not happy that you're in a house and you don't fuck with her. When I, fuck, when I mean fuck with her, I don't mean relations. I mean sex. You know, you don't have sex with her. <laughs> she feels kind of, you know, it's like a low self-esteem thing now. She's looking at herself like, I'm making her look less than a woman. How can I be in the house? And, you know, she's feeling like, is, is it that she's unattractive? I don't want to do nothing with her and shit. She says that's the real reason she wants me out. It's not about the money. You know, it's the sex. And what can I say? My mind is more on my career. I, I, I don't, you know, I, I wasn't thinking. I didn't have no feelings sexually for her. So anyways, I start staying with her next door. I moved from my house to her next door neighbor. <laughs> the innocent boy. The innocent Christian boy now. With her next door neighbors. Um, I'm staying with the next door neighbors. At that point, at that point in time, I'm not praying like I used to. Ask God in prayers to get messages of what is going on. I'm not doing it anymore. Because before, I, that's how I used to get information on anything before or after sometimes. But mostly before things happen. I used to get messages in dreams. So I think I was getting too worried at that point in time. I wasn't praying. I didn't get none of that stuff. So I didn't know what was happening. So when I start staying with Carlos and Irina, I start training. That is the first time I now start having leg pains. Now, to come to think of it, I think they were administering that shit when I was staying with Tammy to make me weak. I didn't get weak. To make me sleep, I was sleeping, but I was still training. So now they had to step up the ante and start making shit that would go to my veins. I, I didn't know where this shit was coming from. I didn't know who was doing it. But it was, it was obvious now that I think of it because that was the first time I ever... I mean, whenever I start running, it looked like needles are racing up and down my feet. Needles racing up and down in my legs, in my veins. Like serious death-defiling shit. I say, okay. <laughs> I, I still keep training because pain is part of it. That's how we were raised in our boxing club. That's how I was raised as a man. That's how we were raised in the street. Pain is part of it. It's discipline. Pain is love. That's the way I was raised. Pain is love. I didn't see those signs as me being poisoned. So, you know, I stay with Carlos. Carlos keeps me. Um, his wife is Russian. He's from Panama. They have a kid. Um, I didn't have time. All I did was work, 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 train, 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 work, 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 train, 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 come back, sleep, wake up, you know, hobnob with everybody at home, wake up again, work, 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 train, train, train. That's, my life was just clockwork, man. So, I mean, I couldn't get in touch with no, no girlfriend, nobody, you know, I couldn't socialize. I had to do that online. I met up with this girl. She was in uh, Greenville, South Carolina, just across the border. According to her profile, she told me she was divorced and shit. So her husband was, uh, she's a Christian. I didn't want to get with nobody who was loose. So she tells me she's a Christian and her husband was a transvestite or gay or something, something, some shit like that. And that she's getting the, she's got the blessing now from the church. 
to leave her husband now because of what he is. So she wants to be with me, you know. It was kind of like a love at first sight thing. <laughs> like, really, like a love at first sight thing. Um, we just clicked, you know. She sounded, seemed decent. She had, like, three kids she had adopted and stuff. You know, so I think she came to meet me at the Greyhound after I'd saved up enough. And, you know, I told my new family <laughs> that I was going to New York. You know, they urged me not to. Carlos told me that his uh, mom had bequeathed him like 500 Gs. I think that was just a magnet to keep me. I said, no, nah, I have a career. I'm not about leeching. You know, what you have is yours. What I have is mine. You know what I mean? So he helped me with some cheddar. Yeah, I think he, 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 he boxed me up a bit. Dropped me at the Greyhound. Um, this chick I was seeing online came over to come see me with her friend. You know, kiss, hug, all that. And, you know, we'll keep in touch. And da, 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 da. I'm still that naive, gentle, innocent, <laughs> quiet boy. So, you know. So, um, yeah, from all that I saved, I got to New York. So I guess I have to put New York in the next podcast and shit because it's already 11.49 right now. I got cold feet. Um, I had to do this podcast twice because I didn't know it stopped recording and it only carries for an hour. So I think I have to look for the place close by to go sleep. But anyways, yeah, we're coming close. We're coming close. Be in the next podcast, though.